He gets away from Kante, plays down the line for Suarez. 98 team of the year, Suarez. He's a big chance. Ramos. Suarez, what's he going to do? Tries to feed it back. Is that going to come to Ronaldo? Just trying to get a fill on that, maybe. Pull it now. The man that Bullock loves. Half turn there from Torres. Vieira back to Suarez on the finesse. And there we have it. The Bullock is in London. He turns around. He celebrates the Bullock. He had a plan and he's performed it. You're listening to the Foot Champions podcast with Richard and Brandon. What's going on? Welcome back to a brand new Foot Champions podcast. Episode 15, we're on now. And we're back once again to recap the world of uh, competitive FIFA or esports FIFA. And as always, uh, I've always got my host with me, Richard Buckley. But unfortunately, no Colin again this week. Uh, we did catch up with him at the Gfinity Elite uh, series, uh, our first week over there, which was, was great fun. And we're looking forward to, uh, to following that competition all the way through again. Uh, you can catch that on a Friday night over at Gfinity. But as I said, no Colin uh, this week, unfortunately. Um, we hope to have him back next week. But as I said, the man that's always next to me, always says next to me, because sometimes he literally is, obviously, when I'm commentating with him, Richard Buckley, another podcast, another week. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Brandon. Uh, usually, I've found the trend of the uh, my introduction to the podcast is saying how, uh, how well I am or how unwell I am. So uh, the trend will continue, probably uh, maybe a, a 7 out of 10 today, I'm not doing too bad at all, um, they would just play a couple of games of FIFA and suffered a couple of heavy defeats, I should Ooh. say, um, to the hands of a couple of pros, but we uh, got a busy weekend, Brandon, uh, when this podcast has gone out we will have uh, been at the Draft uh, Story Cup over in Germany in association with the B part gaming um, sure that's going to be uh, a very good event and um, looking forward to commentating over that one but enough of that for right now we have got a very very experienced solid pro mm. in the house Brandon haven't we we have indeed. I think it's our French, uh, our first French player we've ever had on the podcast as well. But before we introduce him, um, over the last few weeks, I don't think I've uh, I've really taken the time out to do it enough. Thank you ever so much for the support on the podcast. If you didn't know, we do life as a pro now as well. Another kind of similar podcast idea, but over on YouTube uh, with face cams, etc. So if you want to go check that out, we'll put that in the description below. But as always, thank you for, for supporting this podcast. Without you guys, uh, the podcast wouldn't be in a position now. But back to the pro, as you said, Richard. You know, a big player from France. I'm going to get... I always get this wrong. I always worry about my pronunciations of, of names for players. I think he's our... Am I correct, Richard, in saying he's probably our first French player on this podcast? And you're right, Brandon. He's our first French player. And uh, all the honour does go to him, Olympic Lyons player, Rafsu. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine, I'm fine. And uh, if you didn't know this man already, I don't know where you've been in the FIFA competitive scene. Um, he was in Barcelona competing. He has been doing exceptionally well uh, over in the E-League or the Orange uh, E-Ligue, if, if I'm anywhere near uh, right on that in in France. But Rafsu, it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. And, you know, how are you on this day? What, what have you been up to and, uh, and how's the life of a FIFA pro? Yo, um... These days, you know, I don't play a lot of FIFA because last month it was a qualifying month. As you know, it was for Manchester and I didn't make it because, uh, you know, this month I didn't play well. Uh, I was like 
I had to, you know, maybe practice a little more because maybe the game uh, isn't the gameplay isn't what I wanted to to play with, you know. And I think I'm not the only pro who, who choked uh, this month. So what what went wrong for you during the qualifying month? Was it one bad weekend or was it an accumulation of maybe thirty six or thirty sevens? Now this is the first the first one. I was sick, you know, and okay. uh, I did the first one. I did thirty four, and and all the thing about it is like um, uh, uh, I lost some games that I don't I didn't have to 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 lose to lose them, you know. And after that, mm. I lose and another and another, and it all goes to 34. And you know, after the, this weekend, just say that this is you just have to do 340 or you're out. Um, oh, it's, it's a bit of an ask, isn't it? Yep, yep. This is very hard to do uh, 140, so three, you know, this is like quite impossible. Uh, uh, one thing to, to talk about with that is. You know the comp the the competitive levels or the competition levels, so I should say, especially this year. You know, with all the prizes and all the tournaments that we had last year, it, it has gone up another notch this year. Do you agree? Because you see it there. If you're not hitting a minimum of 37, 38, 39s a week, you know, you, you're not in that selection of elite players, are you? But you know, I think this year it's it's easier to, to qualify to, to qualify than last year because this year you have to be uh, in the 64th best best player in the world. I can say this, but for us European players, this is uh, easier. Because last year we have to we had to to be the 12th player, I think, and 12 in European. You know, this is so hard to be in. And uh, if I, even if I didn't make it this year, it was um, this year it was very easier. And uh, you know, unfortunately, as I said, I choked uh, everything. And you spoke then that you don't have to hit 340 and O's. Talk to me as a pro player. How hard is it to hit 140 and O? How hard is it to do the perfect weekend? You know, I, I don't think this is hard because 30, for me, 37 is like a 40, but you took the three games, and those three games, there is a, a lot of time. Those three games, you had to win them. You know, this is not very versus some pro player. This is some. Some random, as if I can say, random players, you know, and you 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 go you, you hit the post, and you you are in one on one, and you do choke the one on one, you know, and there is the forty is like you have if you have the luck in the in the weekend you can hit the forty, but if you're not if you, if you do not have it, you no, know, there is some time you you choke everything. So, so talk to me about we have a lot of pros on uh, on the podcast. Obviously, we've had this will be our fifteenth pro we've had on, and a mixture of YouTubers as well. How do you go about breaking up your games at the weekend? Because we know how important the skill points are, the amount of people that missed out on qualification uh, potentially for that Manchester event and and in and in Barcelona because of skill points. Obviously, if you didn't know, the earlier you play your games on a Friday, obviously you get more skill points on there. For any of our listeners, how do you go about playing your games, Rafsi? Do you play five on a Friday, ten on a Friday? You know how do you space out your games at the weekend you know me and normally i do like 15 the, the friday you know and the tw um, 25 the the sunday because i think sunday it's much more easier because there is a lot of player and you you can sneak um you can play some random players 
much easier than Saturday or Friday, I think. There is the, 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 the point who made the difference, you know. The first time at Barcelona, I was 65th, you know. I was 65th, I was, I was the first one to be, uh, uh, how, how I can say it, like, the first one to be kept uh, after someone being, uh, maybe who, who um, choked or who doesn't want to go or something like that, you know. But I know that you have to play much more Friday, but this is, this is risky. So, for you, you, you finished 65th. What was the, um, what sort of feelings were you uh, expressing when you got the call that you, you might be going to Barcelona? You know, uh, it was the Saturday, you know, and I was talking to Tass. It's all, and I wasn't on my Xbox. And I was like, maybe at uh, three or four at the, the beginning of the day. You know, I was like maybe 45, 46, something like that. And after the night, you know, six, seven, at the end of the the the, 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 how, the weekend league, it was like six and a half. And Taz was to tell, to told me that I was 64. And there were uh, only one player who could do it. If he won the, the game, he passed over me. It was, I think, uh, Excel Persian. And if not, I will be 64 and he will be uh, like 80 or something like that. And I, will, uh, I was on my bed and I was like play, praying all the, the 20 minutes he was playing. And after like that, after that, he, he sent me a message and person one. And like for two or three weeks, I was like, I, I was praying something happened to someone and uh, for me to, to, to qualify. And talk to me about how you went into Barcelona, because if you didn't know uh, to the listeners, you know, this man did compete in Barcelona. I don't know what position you came in at Barcelona overall, but who was your first matchup in the Swiss-style format? The first match was versus Marlick. So, so going into that, I think that was one of our games, because obviously we uh, we had some influence, like you know what games you want to have a look at on the stream. And I remember looking at that game and saying, that is going to be a massive game there. You know, What was your thoughts going into it? Because... There's such a build-up about it because it's there's so many people that play for the champions and there's millions upon millions that play the game. So, you know, going into that game, did you just take it as, to be honest, I could be playing against the guy that's next to me in, in 63rd because the skill gap is just so, you know, it's so close. And, you know, Marlott, you could play against him on the weekend anyway. And we know how FIFA goes. One week you can win, another you can't. Was you quite nervous going into play Marlott or was you thinking, right, I'm just going to take this like any other game? No, I was... I don't say I, I was stressed or something like that. I was like happy, and I wanted to to to, to win versus him because at the FIWC uh, last year, it, he was uh, also my first match, and I was I was winning versus him at uh, one one nil, um, and at uh, the ninety minutes, sorry, at the nineteenth minute, he scored, and he equalized versus me, and after that I was like uh, I had to beat him this year. And I did it, you know. But it was uh, the only game I, I, I won. After that, I was like chucking all the, the games I, I did. And what was your preparation going into the Barcelona event? Was it playing a lot of best of threes against other pros, other French pros? What, what was that like? You know, in France, we, we play a lot versus each other when it's um, international uh, competition. But when it's French competition, we don't play a lot. And... Um, just before Barcelona, or just after? No, the, the, the two of them. Before and after, it was the only one. 
so we didn't have to we didn't want it to to play versus uh, the others so to to practice we had to do or there is players who do who did season uh, matches or draft matches or there is uh, also players who played versus other um, their their friends you know just to to know what their problems could maybe are an attack or a defense and had to improve themselves uh, with their friends we, we didn't have to we didn't want it to play versus each other because there were, there were competition between between us so, so do you think that's a key thing? Because we talked about this before in the uh, the podcast before. Is it a case of you don't want to play against your friends because you might give away your tactics as such? Is that something that is really key? Especially, you know, going around, um, we'll come on to it later, the uh, the, the, the E-Liga Un uh, out there in France. Is that one thing that you do then? Because I guess you, you guys are kind of limited to, to not play against each other because you don't want to give away all your tactics. No, um, we are like, like uh, maybe uh, pro teams, you know, pro teams on, on football. If they want to practice, they, pr- they practice on their own, you know. Um, I'm, I'm for L'Opic Lyonnais and uh, Dax is for PSG. And if I practice with him all days, it's, it's, it's like there is um, something not competition in this, you know. If, if I want to beat him, I have to do it on my own. I don't want to play versus him to know, oh, this is his tactics or we play like that, like that, you know. I had to do it on my own and to improve myself. And after in the, in the tournament, I had to prove to all the players who are there that I am the better and I have to beat them. And uh, to link in with that, we see it all over Twitter at the moment, you know, pro versus pro, best of three, etc. Some people play season, some people play draft. For you personally, you know, in between weekend league, what, what's the best thing for you to practice on? Between the weekend league, I, I don't play at, at all at FIFA. You know, because doing uh, 40, 40, 40 matches on the weekend, this is a lot. And after the, the, the week, there is sometimes I do some tournament like uh, yesterday, but all the time uh, I don't play. I don't play. I just want to play other games to evacuate, you know, to the pressure of FIFA, mm. you know, and not to go uh, only to, to play, play and play, and after your brain is dead, you know. And linking back into that, talk to me about how. Uh, firstly, how you signed for a, a, a football club, you know, the statute that Olympic Lyon is, because we're seeing it more and more every day now. Obviously, the, the growth of the esports organisation is still, you know, a phase TAS, obviously TAS going to phase, and, you know, questions whether Optic might come into FIFA uh, in the next few months. But, you know, as we know, the football clubs are developing as well. And I talk about this a lot, you know, the Edivise in Holland, and, and, and especially in Germany, and more importantly in France, with the Liga 1, uh, the E League. There, it's it's a fantastic um you know model they do there, and it's something that a number of, for example, like the Premier League should look towards if they do come into esports, which I hope they do. How did the move come about with uh, with Leon? Because you know it's a massive move to to, to make. No, um, Olympic Leon or PSG, we were the first the the, the first um, teams to bring it on in France to go to to go to, to the um, how can I say to the competition, you know, and they wanted to. To try, to try to to do competition on FIFA because it was uh, the, the the best video game uh, because they do football and FIFA is football, you know, and to like to uh, how can I say to learn to people what's esport 
they had to go to to FIFA, and after that, um, they tried to recruit some for them good players. They tried to do it for um, for a, a lot of months before uh, I, I was in Lyon. You know, I was in it was last year, the January. I go to Lyon. Uh, I went to Lyon, sorry, and they them they were trying to do it like two years ago. So I think there were there are teams who are working on it, but we don't we don't know who who want to bring it on and who want to really really want to go in. And to and to link into that, it's one thing that we spoke about quite a lot in our in our life of the pro video we did uh, with Ajax Kuhn. It, it's it's the people behind the scenes that don't get the recognition that take that risk, isn't it? You know, the guys that think right, we're going to give esports a go, as you said in France. You know, PSG and, and uh, Leon were the two that took that risk, and it's a fantastic risk that they took because people are really starting to understand that FIFA, yeah, that FIFA esports has got so much potential. Yeah, yeah, but now we are on TV, you know. This is, I think, this is the thing uh, that um, that the the, the, the the men's or women's who watching TV, watching us playing FIFA on TV, and the, my, my my parents, you know, at the first time they were like, no, we're not going to do this all the time, all the day. We'll not try to to, to, to work for Leon. We will do some some uh, how can I say to to have to go to high school. And all this, you know, I did the two of them, but I, I, you can't do both at the same time, you know. And I had to 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 to, to play FIFA, to, to to because it was opportunity. And now, the um, that I'm, I, they watch me play on TV, you know. They watch me. There is people on the, the street who recognize recognize me. They they learn and they know. Now the, that FIFA is not something like uh, um, we don't we, we will not see it on in two two years. It's it's gonna be huge and huge and huge and big and big and even bigger in the future. And jumping into FIFA itself, um, what's what's your go-to formation at the minute for you in weekend league? What what are some of the standout players in your squad? You know the. I think all the players, all the pros has have uh, Ronaldo, Cristiano, all the players, uh, maybe all the players in Wicked League right now because the teams on Wicked League right now are so so good, you know. And for me, I play on four two or three one. I think this is the the, the French style because um, the, I don't know many people in France who played other style, other formation, you know. And um, I play like with Ronaldinho, uh, Bale, Neymar, um, Pogba, uh, Vieira, and I think we all have maybe the, the same team approximately, you know. And after that, um, as you said, the skill gap is isn't as as it was maybe two years ago, and even if you have a Two or three players, uh, maybe better than your opponent. It's going to be tough to 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 win them. You know. Do Do you think as well? You know, it's a, it's a great point that we talk about a lot of the time with um, maybe like the Americas players kind of against the EU players. It's interesting you said there, just you know, in your own country in, in France, that 
the, the French players have their own system or everyone plays plays a certain formation. Do you think that's something that's quite true? You know, we saw it quite a lot last year, especially the FIWC. Um, you know, when when a European player came up against the Americas players, is that something that before you maybe go into a game or a big tournament, you might look at how your opponent plays, like their play style? Um, I did it just once. I just just once I, I, um, I tried to know how my opponent uh, was playing because uh, it um, because my opponent uh, was a French guy, you know, and he were, he 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 know how to do, to do skills, you know, he know how to use a flip all the skills of the game, you know, and I had to learn how to counterattack uh, this because it was at the final of the inning one, you know, I I, I beat uh, Rocky and Dax. Uh, on semi-final and the other, I think, quarter or something like that. And at the final, it was a lot on, uh, another player. I don't know if you know him. This is Azik. And um, this player used a lot of a lot of uh, skills, you know. And I had to, I had two weeks to practice uh, versus other players who just uh, do skills versus me. I had to practice to know how they play, how he plays, sorry. And this is the only time other time uh, I'm like a, um, I'm a player I think who can uh, adapt myself to other players you know I can possess the ball or I can go a counter attack I can skill I can do long shots so for me this is not a problem there is players do, who do that but me I don't do that and personally for you how important is the the mental side of FIFA having a, a positive mindset going into games and being confident in your own ability Oh, you know, FIFA, for me, I said it a lot of time, but FIFA, this is 90% mental and 10% skill, you know, because if you, if you, if you, your mental is dead in the, in the tournament, this is over, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't go, uh, go back, you can't be back of uh, someone who break, uh, um, who break the, the line, you know, uh, for me, for for example, me at Barcelona, uh, at the time, you know, uh, um, I punched the, the table, you know, because I, I couldn't score. Uh, I just hit the post like three times versus Dream R. And uh, at this time, you know, you we're, we're humans. And at the time, you know, you, you were, uh, you want to break, you want to break up, you want to break all the things you have in front of you. And just go out of the scene because you can't do anything. But this is not the thing you had to do. Um, there is some players like uh, Gorilla who Gorilla. never um, break the line, you know. Or uh, some um, a player like uh, Bruce Granick, he was like the perfect man who doesn't you, you don't you don't see something on his face. He scores a goal, he's not happy. He concedes a goal, he's not happy. And this is the the perfect. Meant to, to to learn to how to be um, how to be concentrate in a game, you know. Uh, and, and linking into that, how important do you think? Because we're seeing so many angles now with, with with the world of FIFA. You know, as you said, obviously Bruce Granick and Brack, obviously commentators now. Uh, obviously Bruce Granick, a, a legend in the in the FIFA scene. Um, how important now is is a coach? Would you say you see a lot more coaches now at these big events? Do you think a coach is quite important? You know, to come over your shoulder and, and compose you, or, or would you rather not have a coach as a, as a player yourself? You know, um, I, I will take the, the example of Bruce Granick. You know, he's, he was I think uh, the first 
I think one of the first to to take a coach, and because of that, he won a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, competition, you know. And after that, all the players said like, "Oh, who is the, who is who, who is this man? Who is this guy? I want a coach. Me too. Me too." And right now, we're all with friends or coaches behind us because there are they uh, they are uh, our backup, you know. If we we're gonna break the line. They had to. They had to stop us, to to help us to be concentrated at the maximum on the game, and it's for that this is important. I think this is the the only thing, right now, uh, that all the player had to have behind them. If someone's struggling with that mental side of the game, um, what sort of tips would you give to to a player to to try and strengthen that? You know, uh, if I had some some. Some advices for someone, it's, it's going to be advices for me, you know, because um, at home you don't have your coach. And this is where I think the most pros uh, break the line and no one know that. And as we saw last, it was like four or five months ago, Futwiz, uh, who, what was his name? Someone from, from Futwiz um, stopped. Uh, Futwiz Sam. Who was uh, fought with Sam, I think. I believe. Yeah, he 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 stopped FIFA because he said that it was caused a lot of damage on his uh, on his brain. He was gonna be uh, he, he was gonna be sick. You know, he, it caused a lot of damage on mental health, and he has to stop it. And there is, I think, a lot of people who are just behind this, who want to stop all of this because um, the game. The game FIFA, uh, FIFA, um, is this is hard to be in in the game, you know, to be concentrated at hundred uh, percent. And and it's interesting you say that as well as, as Richard said. You know, in a lot of these podcasts, we just want to just sit back, you know, let the pro talk, and you know, less about us, more about more about the pro. The the last kind of few questions I want to ask to, before we close the podcast is take me back to that. You know, you say Club World Cup, FIFA Interactive uh, Club World Cup that happened last year. Um, obviously, I believe there is one again happening this year. Waiting for more information about that, and fingers crossed, um, we can be lucky enough to commentate at it. Uh, you know, going into that tournament, you said it was your one of your best tournaments, and obviously you finished second uh, behind Xbox Sporting, but you won your Xbox side of things. What what was it about that tournament that just felt different? Was it you know the way you approached it, or was it just everything clicked on the day and you was playing fantastic FIFA? You know, the the, the first two matches, I won them. It was like versus the Dr. Irano and Tim Latka. I think it, they were the best players on my group. And uh, I won versus them, you know. And I have the, the confidence. And after that, you, 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 can't, you can't lose. In, in your brain, you, you're like, you did, you did the, um, the impossible thing. And you can't lose just after. And you are like, I'm just going to break all, all the players in front of me. And I, I, I won versus Vinch. I won again versus Tim Latka, and after I think um, I won on the console of Spec Sporting, and at this time, at this moment, I was thinking it's done. I, I played on your console. I played uh, 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 at your home. I warn you how you can win versus me. And after that, I was like overconfident, and this is a lesson for me to to lose. The, maybe this is. It was good for me to lose, than win because it uh, it lent to me that it's never it's never finished. 
Yeah, once again, very, very insightful. Uh, last last question from me. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, E-League and your success that you've had uh, in that competition? Nope. Like I told you, the, the, this this loss and other losses was were lessons. Um, at the ESWLC, uh, it was uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, at October, November, something like that. I, I, I went to the final versus Dex. And just before in the semi-final, I, I won Rocky. Like, uh, this year, I'm the only one to play the, the two of them all the time. I don't know why, but this is the... I don't, I don't have the luck, you know. And uh, versus Dax, it was a... Um, not a BO3, it was a... How can I say it? Uh, home and uh, you have to, to, to play a... How can I say it? In... Uh, like away legs. Yeah, yeah. Away and home. Yeah. And... Um, the first match with nil nil, and the second match I lost three nil. And at this point, I was like, just a little. And after, I think if I goes to the final, I was playing versus Cody, their finisher. He's a very good player. But I was thinking, if I won Dax, I will win the the tournament because he was the 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 the, um, the, the champion in title. He had the title last year, and this this loss. Uh, learned me that I had to, I have to to do something more to to to, to be the the winner and just after uh, like four months after we had elite one and in my in the group stage I won all the players they were I think uh, not as good as the pros we play at the international uh, uh, competition so it was I think easy for me uh, and just after I was first in the group. I had to play Rocky again, you know. I was the the, the man who did, didn't score, or didn't concede uh, a goal, and I scored like fifteen or sixteen something like that. And after that, they told me I have to play Rocky, and I was like excited, but I was like uh, not happy because uh, I was thinking like I was going to, to to play someone not as good as him. You know, and uh, I, I made it. I won versus him again. You know, two times in one year, and he was the player in I think two years. He didn't um, he, he didn't lose uh, when he he uh, lost versus Manika last year. It was in the way in home match in the final of uh, the Elite One. They they um, they did two two and one one. So he didn't lose a game. And in one year, I was like, oh, I beat you two times. How can't I win this tournament? I'm the only one to do it. All the time, I, I, I am the player who um, defeats you. So, in the quarterfinal, I played versus someone, I don't know who it is, I, I won. And the semifinal, I had to, to, to play versus Dax again. And he was, I think, he was the best tournament he did. He, he, was the, the, he, was, he, he said it. He, he played like the best gameplay he, he he could do, but I managed to to to, to counter all the things he he did, and I won it because on my on my brain on my on my head, I had to. I was the only one to beat Rocky. How can you defeat me again? I can't, because if I if I lose, you know, 
uh, I can't see, uh, I can't go and watch Rocky like, like I beated you, but all the time uh, Dax is going to win me just after you. So no, I can't do that. And this is for that. I think this time I won. And as you said, Raf, so, you know, I think it's really important that one thing that, you know, me and Richard do say a lot um, is you do need to lose to learn. You know, as crazy as that sounds, you, you have to lose against the best players and test yourself against the very best to, to get better in it. And it's one thing we always say, you know, to people that want to get into this scene, you have to play against the best players uh, to really improve. So I think that wraps it up from uh, from Rafsu there. A really talented French player you do need to watch out for because he will be competing for a chance to get in the FIFA E World Cup playoffs uh, via uh, the E Ligue 1 uh, over in France. And obviously he represents Olympic Lyon there. But Richard... Again, you know, we, we, I find myself saying this again and again and again, but we're just meeting more pros, we're getting more pros on, and we're getting more insightful information out to, to create a fantastic podcast once again. Yeah, insightful, the main word there, Brandon. Some uh, really, really good stuff from Rafsu, uh, getting inside the mind of a pro, and really the mental side. If, if you're only going to listen to one little bit of the podcast, that, that section really, really... Uh, interesting stuff and a lot that a lot of people can learn who do go through the same struggles like when, when you're thinking about maybe throwing a controller or getting angry you need to think that this isn't just me loads of people feel the same way and uh, as Rafu, Rafsu I should say did speak about there so very very uh, pleased with this podcast Brandon most definitely indeed. So a massive thank you to, to Olympic Leon Rafsu. We wish him all the best for this year. Um, and this wraps up another podcast, episode 15 of the Foot Champs pod. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. We're approaching 500 uh, subs over there. Um, once again, we can't thank you enough to support every single week we get uh, over on YouTube and our audio links. And uh, as I always say, enjoy your weekend league. I hope it all goes well for you. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. If you like what you're hearing why not subscribe just go to at foot champions pod on twitter drop a follow and then you'll find all your subscription options in the pinned tweet oh and also while i've got you why not check out this podcast more casual older brother the foot weekly podcast for in-depth reviews team of the week rundown content chat and general foot discussion